Welcome to Novel Predictions. I'm Allison, and I'm rereading The Bone Season. And I'm Kales, and I'm reading it for the first time. Holy crap. So I know we're not going to be releasing these, like, at the same time that we're recording them. Spoiler! We're doing these, like, months in advance and to try and just get some backlog. But we were so full of promise and wanting to do this on the regular. Uh, But, yeah, life happened. So, um... I actually have my voice back now. I don't sound like I swallowed a chipmunk anymore. Um, I was so bad, girl. Like, I, I called my cousin, and he was calling to tell me about a new car that he bought, and I answered his phone, and I was like, hello? And he's like, holy fuck, are you dead? <laughs> I was like, I'm fine. I'm just sick. And he's like, you sound like death. I was like, yeah, <laughs> dude, I do. That's what happens. That's what happens. Um, and he was like, I wanted to take you for a ride in my new car, but, like, stay away from me. <laughs> like, yeah, dude, no shit. So, anyway, I'm I'm happy that doing much better. But your husband was also sick. Yeah. And it was just, like, a lot of shit that was going on. But I will say, the one thing is that it gave me time to read Bone Season. <laughs> Good. Holy fuck, it's a long book. Yeah, and I will say this. Uh, I kind of forgot how dystopian this book was. Holy <laughs> shit. Fuck, like, it's, like, divergent. What else can I compare it to? It's, like... In my head, it was like Divergent was one of the ones that came up, the oppressive government thing. But then it was also like, there's aliens. And we've got like this weird Beauty and the Beast scenario happening. And yet there's clairvoyance. And I can't remember the other one. So it's going to come to me later. But it was like Divergent had a baby with something else. I don't remember. Maybe the 100? I've never read the 100. So I don't know. It was like... It wasn't another dystopian. It was like some alien power. So I forgot what I was thinking of. The only reason Divergent came to my head more than Hunger Games is because at the moment they're not having this like complete battle against each other, like in fighting the evil, which that feels more Divergent to me. And this is rather the idea of separating each other based off powers and factions or whatever. But holy fuck. Oh, my God. There's so much jargon. Uh, it is. And she doesn't spoon feed you with the jargon. She just says it. And it's like, context clues. Hopefully he'll figure this out the second she says it. Yeah, and I always get nervous when there's, like, this glossary of terms at the beginning of the book. Like, fuck, man, so much. Yeah, well, in this book, when I announced we were going to read it last time we recorded, I then looked up how long it was, and I had um, forgot. Like, we had set a limit for ourselves. Yeah. And somehow, if it had gotten through our filters, as it was on the list. Um, so yeah. it was longer than I expected. So it's like almost 500 pages. I think it's like a little bit short of that. It's like, I think it's four something or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we read the first hundred pages. Almost a hundred pages, like 97. Yeah. Yeah. And you're really only barely in it. I scratched the motherfucking service because again, six chapters, like you have me read the first three to set up the world and then she gets captured. And then it's like the next three chapters are, oh no, wait, let me set up this deeper world within this other world (laughs) that I've like already established. And now we're in this like comic cult prison secret city thing that like has its own rules and systems and lingo and you're just like jesus h christ what just happened and again none of this i'm not saying any of this is like negative towards the story itself or towards the writing or the will but it's just a lot it's overwhelming yeah and i'm i do appreciate that it's not super info dumpy like She's definitely showing yeah, us. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. I'm getting the sense that it's like the second world that she's living in and it's nice and it's but it's because like we're getting a little bit info dump. I don't know. I guess I'm okay with it. You know, it, it sh- Paige doesn't always tell you what's going on, you know? And it's like when Harry Potter goes into the world, you get a little info dumpy, but she's like it's that's the first one when you're getting into this world. And and so it makes sense. It works, but it's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to say that. She's like, I'm in this crime syndicate and all these things are happening and that's normal for me. Oh, Six of Crows. That's what the book was that I was oh. thinking of in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's going to go like 
through this crime syndicate world and then yeah that's where i thought we were going was more like <laughs> this crime six of crows heist shit and then it's like boom beauty and the beast and now we're like in some prison and and aliens are running shit oh my god and weird toxic <laughs> blood and pills and we don't know what they do. I, one of them, we don't know what they do. The, the green one, because she has to take the green one, the white one, and the red one. And she's learned that the red one is supposedly an iron supplement, and the white one is supposedly birth control. And she doesn't know what the green is and can't find anybody else to take the green. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you read part of the next chapter. No, you set up to chapter seven. I think I said, oh, shit. It's all good. I didn't read through chapter six. I assigned you chapter six, but I didn't read through it. Okay. So... What is chapter six about? Yeah. So what happens is like there's this warden. The warden comes back and he's like injured and she reaches out her powers and finds that his life force is like diminishing quickly. And it's kind of in this weird, well done moment about moral struggle. She has to like, do I kill him? Do I call for help? Do I help him? There's there's a like a page and a half of really, really good deliberation. And she saves him the way that she knows how. Right. Because she's worried about his blood is like radioactive and it fucking glows. And she saves him with this cloth and some strips and medicine and stuff. And then. Uh, he leaves her a note saying tomorrow and she doesn't know mm. what caused his injuries. And then she goes and meets with one of the, the clairvoyant lady who gets high all the time and then <laughs> starts explaining the different drugs. One of them is basically what pot is, different colors of pot, and then they do different things to your brain and then she meets up with Talia. Yeah, it's the one who's kind of the whisperer. No, 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 no. The one who's the silks. No, the silks girl. That's, what's her name? It's the silks girl. She's different. We already talked about her. I uh, uh, off, off mic, we talked about her. And then the new one, the one that she was trapped with, and then she goes to find her, and she meets up with Julian. And she goes and finds Julian and gets him some food and gets some insight. And that's when she's asking everybody about the pills. Mm. And then she tries to go give food to the one normie kid, but he's not there. And then she gets caught by somebody, and the chapter ends where she somebody has her in his arms, and we don't know who has her. Okay, I got you. So, yeah, at the end of the chapter I read, she was, like, getting back from visiting the normie No, kid. no, 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 yeah. Okay, no, I, I ended on the chapter of him. I'm assuming it's a him. Somebody's grabbing her in a vice-like grip and presumably going to threaten her with something. I don't know. Well, cool. So that's on me. That's okay. <laughs> um, but again, we've decided this so long ago. It's fine. Like I said, it's fine. <laughs> um, do you think that you're going to like the book? Okay, so I think I got to get used to it. Like, I have not read a high fantasy like this, I think, since, like... Before COVID. Yeah. Like, this is... It's very interesting, but I think because of their powers, they describe their powers like this access to an alternate universe or alternate realms. They have the ether, so it's not, like, magic. They explain it as science, and these alien races who are coming up to save them from the other alien race, like, who's eating, I don't know, something that... I am's the em. I don't know. Yeah, the eems or something like that. Something like that. They and they eat flesh and yeah. The whole agreement with the aliens, whose name I'm not even gonna try and fucking pronounce. I think it's like Raphael, like the angel Raphael. Yeah, yeah. Raph Raphael. Yeah, sure. That's (laughs) that's interesting too. But then there's this weird angel demon feel to this whole thing. But they're very clearly aliens. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Maybe interdimensional, but they're still aliens. Yeah, I, I mean. I think I'll like it. I think it's something that I will have to get back into because, like I said, I cannot recall the last hardcore world-building heavy set fantasy. I, and I, again, I know it's not fantasy because I read Project Hail Mary and that's like still science, math, 
but that's like our science, our math, our language. Yeah, it's a big world build here. Yes. Yeah, and it's interesting because the book is set in like 2057, which is <laughs> kind of funny. funny. It's super soon. <laughs> but I think that's part of it. Right, and they talk about like Oxford falling in like 1857 or some shit, right? Like, yeah, so this empire science taken over, at least like Europe, it seems. Yeah, uh, it seems like the aliens are only in London but they talked about only starting like in that city. So what we know about this is like the point of Cyan is a product of the aliens or the aliens being there. Whoever's running Cyan was like, oh, we could use this. Yeah. And I think they're like only in England or the United Kingdom Island area. So like, yeah, really what I've what I've enjoyed, what I've read so far, I've enjoyed. Okay. One of the I will say this. One of the struggles I'm having is with Paige herself. I mm. find her to be very bland and generic to me like i'm having i'm having a lot of trouble figuring out who she is and it she seems like an oddly loyal human and i say that because she seems so attached to this kid seb and to julian and these people that she's only known for like not even a day and Mm -hmm. it seems like stuck in this cell before they went and got harvested for the bone season and that's weird (laughs) she also has this really interesting loyalty to jacks and she's kind of worried about her dad but that seems to be the only trait I'm getting out of her. Otherwise, she just seems to be like a camera lens with which I'm watching this movie through. I don't get a lot from her. Yeah, so it's like, what are her wants and desires? Yeah, because right now she's feeling this weird rebellion thing. She's like, we shouldn't be here with all this stuff. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, all right. I know you don't want to be a slave, girl, but your other gig was not great either. And like, (laughs) I don't know. I just want more from her as a main character. Like, even Katniss had Prim, and she had her family, and, you know, there was falling in love with the guys, and... This girl just seems to be there and to be the lens with which we are viewing this story through right now. Like, I have a couple ideas of how I think she's going to develop into somebody, but we actually, I don't give a shit right now. And (laughs) I'm just so focused on, like, where we are and what's going on and the transition that it's like, I can't even pay attention to who my narrator is at the moment. Like, ugh. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Okay, so how do you feel other than, like her like are you kind of feeling liking or feeling some of the other characters that seem important i'm glad that the other thing from my chapter that i read that you didn't was that we learned from carl who seems to be the randall from recess of the fucking group <laughs> that he saw something for his master keeper person who's the fiance of Paige's warden yeah it's dude all convoluted about, yeah. about jackson something about jackson her old boss crime dude or whatever pimp i don't know what he was but i'm glad about these things they're gonna tie the two of them together that are seemingly separate because that's what I was really worried about. Like I was like, do not tell me we just spent three fucking chapters in a world setting up this world that we're never going to fucking visit again. I- I'm not, o- I'm not, I'm not okay with that. Like we're not, or we're not going to get that until book three when they finally break out or whatever, this prison cells slavery thing, whatever. So I'm glad about that, that there was at least a hint that these two worlds were tied together. Right. I do have to say though, I have, no idea where this is going. <laughs> it threw me for a fucking loop, and I'm just like, God damn it. And, like, the minute they brought Jax back into it, yeah. and that the leader of the aliens, the woman who wants a Dreamwalker or whatever, wants Jackson, but he's not in their bone season, and they haven't harvested him because they can't access him. I I don't know what the deal is there. It surprised me and threw me for a loop, and I was like, well, shit, now I don't know what to predict. And I do <laughs> like that that aspect of the book is there, but... I don't know what's coming. Right. And I feel 
like it's adults. I feel like the fact that these are not children makes me feel more comfortable. But the youngest they go is like 15. I think Seb is 15. Mm -hmm. They said Paige, I think, is like 19, 20 ish. Mm -hmm. I also don't feel like it's a quick YA book, which is cool. Right. Like she's able to take three chapters to let you sink into this thing, which is not a thing that they do in YA. And I kind of appreciate that. I don't think this story could have been what it is if it was YA. So I'm really, really glad it's not. Yeah, um, I totally agree with that. I think that this story could not have been YA. Um, do you have any feelings about Jackson specifically as a character? He's icky and slimy and bleh. <laughs> I get that, yeah. yeah I, what I want to know about Jackson is why the fuck is Paige so loyal to him? Like, mm. that's that's my biggest thing. I'm like, what do you owe him, honey? Like, when did he save your life? When is your blood debt going to be paid back? Like, what do you owe him? Because that's the only thing. It's the only thing I can seem to understand because of their conversation on the phone or whatever. It's a phone communication device, whatever. Yeah, he he owns her somehow. And then mm. when Carl mentioned Jackson and she went up to Carl and was like, what did you see? What did you see? Did you put your name in the goblet of fire? <laughs> felt like that level of attacking him for it and, and i'm like why do you give a fuck why do you care like i get the idea of not wanting to be trapped trust me my therapist and i talk about it way too often but the, <laughs> the idea is that if he's as as icky as we get the feeling that he is why do you want to go back to him like is it just because it's the evil she knows i don't know it's weird and i'm gonna be pissed is that if she loves him in some way mm. i'm not gonna enjoy that toxic bullshit at all and I don't think that's the route it's going. I really hope that's not the route it's going. But I, you know what? I don't think that's the route it's going because I know you well enough to know that you would not give me that kind of bullshit. Well, I will say this in response to that. Um, I don't remember this book fucking at God all. damn it. <laughs> okay. But that was one of the questions I wanted to ask you was like, okay, why did you pick this book? We talked about that when I picked Strange Practice, like, why so my memories of bone season are that it did things that surprised me well fuck i mean i only say that for the sake of this podcast but like fuck. oh man this is gonna turn my writer brain on in ways that i just don't think it's been turned on in like three years yeah i just remember when i finished this book being feral for the next one right like there's only three or four. You said there was four out of seven? Yeah, out of seven. And oh my God, we do not demand writer's time. It's their yes. time to give their creations. Yes. yes. But she is taking her sweet fucking time getting these out because she's writing other things. She's writing Priory of the Orange Tree, which and is she, supposed to be amazing. Oh, oh, this is her. Yep. This Everybody's going gaga over that book right now. And the sequel just came out. Yeah, right? it's, it's a prequel, but yeah. The other one, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so when I found out that this was a... A seven book... Trilogy. I, it's not a trilogy. I didn't mean. It, yeah. Yeah. It's seven books. Um. Yeah. So I thought it was a trilogy. But yeah. See, that's why, though, because I thought it was a trilogy. And when I read the third book and it ended, I was like, what the fuck is happening? Or like the last couple of chapters, I was like, there's no way there's there's no way. And then I looked it up and it was seven books and I almost cried. But um, I just remember this feeling of like this world is super dope. Is it coming back to you as you're reading it? A little bit. I mean, I'm definitely getting flashes of memories. I think either from farther in the book or in the second book. Or the third book where more information about, about Scion. Yeah. yeah, okay. More information about what the deals with these aliens and all of that is like flashing a little bit, but I could not tell you the plot arc of okay. this book. Yeah, okay, fine. So I'm just going to be as surprised as you are. No, I'm curious. I'm just curious because when books create such a visceral feeling like the one you're describing i think we both have several of those that we could name but we don't necessarily remember the plot but we can distinctly remember like 
how it felt in our bodies when we were reading it. And I'm just curious if that feeling is coming back at all, the anticipation maybe or of it growing or, or maybe are we not far enough there yet? I think the last chapter you read actually um, reminds me a little bit more, especially okay. with the weird stuff with the warden and that kind of thing. So I'm really excited to read it. <laughs> the chapter you read. Um, also, I have not read any big world building books in quite a while. Yeah, that aren't like legends and lattes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's just D and D. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm also kind of stepping back into the idea of epic yeah this epic scale yeah Yeah. that makes it's funny because i was trying to think of the last one i read and i want to say it was like a court of thorns and roses and that whole trilogy series and like maybe thrown a glass i haven't read kingdom and ash i know that happens but i know what happens but i haven't read it it's just too big yeah (laughs) i think the last one i maybe was in but again they're like all usually ya so it was either throne of glass or court of thrones and roses but I think they've all been YA adjacent. Yeah, this is the first one definitely for me that's adult. Yeah, this huge world. Like, she's building this huge world. Maybe the last one I read was uh, Children of Blood and Bone. Oh, yeah. I only read the first one of that series, though. Yeah, me too. But that has a ton of world building. Yeah, it does. And it's very good. I don't know. Maybe the other one that reminds me of is The Queen of the Tearling, because The Queen of the Tearling is also this epic adult fantasy-esque, but it's actually sci-fi. And it feels very Mm. similar with these adult characters who have to make crazy past decisions and are actually spending a page and a half contemplating killing somebody and it's like i don't know if she should do it (laughs) yeah it's real moral gray that they struggle with and i think that that's true for this entire book it sounds like that's the route we're going in it feels gritty it feels like you have to have dirt on the covers and it has (laughs) cracked pages and it feels like this leather bound cover that somebody's bent up and should be in somebody's satchel as they're like running through the steampunk fire volcano (laughs) thing. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. that's what it feels like, which is it's great that it invokes such a visceral feeling. I've said that word like 600 fucking times, but it, it, that's just what it feels like. Even just reading it on like when you were walking into my apartment and I was like, okay, I've got four pages left. And Allison's like, okay, I'm going to get a snack. And so she did. And then I'm on the couch be like, what the fuck? And Allison is just cackling. And I'm not even, I'm not even a hundred pages in and I'm already yelling at this book. Right. I think it'll be really interesting moving forward. But in terms of plot, I have no idea. I have no idea where this is going. You're going to have to give me some questions. I have one thread, maybe two, one and a half that I might pull on, but I, I, I don't know. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> okay. Well, do you want to go there first? I mean, she, I mean, sure, we can go there first. Um, the one thread I'm pretty convinced is that she's going to fall in love with Warden somehow. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty convinced that there's a Beauty and the Beast type of through line here. I was not convinced of it until the last chapter when she healed him. And then when she chose to heal him. And I was like, okay, that's where this is going. Yeah, because you barely got any of him before that, right? Right. The only thing you got of him was when he talked to her. And the one of the things I noticed was that he did not call her by her number. Mm. He called her by her name. Page. He does not call her by her number, which is interesting to me and completely unique. All the others, yeah, they they all call her by her number. Yeah, there's none of that. Right. And there's also a lot of allusions to her being in this, like, elitist version of the prison, right? Which is, like, again, very Beauty and the Beast theme of, like, this gilded prison. She's in the best house in the village. Right, exactly. But the the village is still all iron doors, and Mm. she can't leave the whole deal, right? And so... I very much get those overtones. How accurate that's going to be and how long <laughs> it's going to last through the story, I don't know. But I do think that there's really going to be some sort of 
love through line story connection developing here. Again, how long is this going to last? I don't know. She can pull Sarah J. Moss out on us and kill the dude off. Tamlin style. <laughs> oh, there's some other faded mate comes in. I don't know. But I'm not predicting the whole series. But no. in this book, at very at the very least, he is her love interest. And they're going to develop a stronger bond. And I think he that's going to challenge some of her loyalties, probably in a way that she hasn't been challenged before. And that's about as far as I got. I mean, the only other, like, half string is some sort of rebellion uprising that she's going to try and organize to break all these people out. Like, I think it's going to fail. Okay. I don't. I do not think it's going to go well. I, I think it will fail in one way or another, and one of the ways will be, like, very badly. <laughs> like, in the midst of them trying to get out and, like, oh, that that's not easy, and that leads to, like, book two or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the thing is, is that it's not as simple as a prison breakout. Like, when they break out and they get to that type of level, it, it's not going to work out. It's not going to be easy. I get the impression that these aliens are very, very strong. Mm-hmm. And what I want to know more than anything is, like, why haven't they taken over the world? Like, why are they little? Why are they satisfied with, like, their little quarter of Oxford? Mm-hmm. And, and that one, like, I don't know. I don't have any hints on that one. The only thing I can think of is that, the, like, the Enum is maybe, like, a bigger threat than everybody thinks it is. I don't know, the aliens are biding their time for something else happening, and that's maybe why they need Paige, because she's the only dreamwalker. Yeah, I don't know. That's what I got. You can ask questions now. (laughs) I'm done, right? I'm done. (laughs) Okay, so in the first three chapters, right, when we're still in Scion, London, she dreamwalks a couple of times and then kills a man with her powers. So do you think we're going to have to – do you think her powers are still developing or untapped or we don't know? I think – I think – this training that she's going to go through or whatever is a thing. So I think, okay, one of the thoughts I had was that if the female alien, who's the head of everything, Mm -hmm. wants the Dreamwalker so badly, why did her fiancé take her, take Paige, instead of the other one? Yeah, like why did the female not take her? Yeah, so I don't think they know yet how powerful she is i okay i think warden does i think he knows and he's taking the gamble but the head lady doesn't know yet Mm. and i i think the fiance warden knows yeah i think that they're not as tight like their fiance shit is more of like a political bullshit thing yeah that yeah i'm gonna go with that (laughs) um he doesn't like her I mean, it's, like, very clear that he doesn't like her. And maybe he took Paige in spite of her somehow. Mm. Yeah, I think in this training that she's going to be doing with Warden, her powers are going to expand, but maybe only so far because she's only, like, second highest on the chart. Mm -hmm. She's, like, an orange, which is also, like, Alexandra Bracken's darkest mark color line of things. (laughs) Kind of feels like that. And and she's the second highest, right? right? And she hides her shit on purpose. I think Jax knows her potential, but I think Jax didn't have the resources or the money to do whatever to push her the way that Warden's going to. Okay. I don't necessarily know what they're going to use her for yet. If I want to go with this theory that the aliens are biding their time, maybe they need her in a way that once her powers expand, she's the only one that's going to be able to get them what they want. Okay. And she's going to have a hard time deciding because it's she's in love with what's-his-face Warden. And then... <laughs> 
And they trapped her and making them slaves. And maybe that's, God, I don't know. I'm doing this on the fucking fly, Allison. Like, I don't know. <laughs> okay. So, well, you also said that you think Paige will have to, like, have this conflict because she's going to build a relationship with Warden or at least an infatuation yeah. on her part. Um, and she's going to have her loyalties tested. So they've been setting up all these loyalties. So she's going to have her loyalties tested. Do you think there's going to be some kind of change in Warden? What's his part of this? Is he going to adapt? Is he going to realize they're, what they're doing is wrong? How are you seeing his character development? I know we haven't seen that much of him yet, though. God, that's hard. I ugh. Okay, if I'm going to go the route that he wants to piss off his fiance. And I think that it will change him. If the if the aliens want world domination, okay. I think he's on the side of I don't need to do it via violence. Mm. Like I think he's on there's a way that he thinks they can all coexist and live together. Like that's his viewpoint. Like right. if you want to pick a trope or some sort of archetype that he's the he's the pacifist and I'm like, I don't really want to fight these humans or kill these humans because it feels wrong. Okay. And that's why maybe he calls her Paige and not the number. Like, right. there's obviously a system, and he doesn't seem to subscribe to this system in the same way as the other aliens. So I don't think that he will change, but I don't think he's going to give up everything because he's still a fucking alien, <laughs> and he has resources and needs and things that he needs from them. And But I think he's more prone to compromise, maybe, than his brethren. Okay, yeah, sure. I think she's going to teach him even more when they have alien magical sex. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, God, I really, oh, God, I just, God help me. I don't really see what's going to happen in this book. I have no idea. Okay. So <laughs> I don't know. I know. So then the other thing that they talk about that you haven't mentioned yet is the referem, the aliens feeding on energy. Yeah. I haven't mentioned that on purpose. because I don't know what the fuck to do with that. <laughs> Great. So there's this whole scene with like the little silk artist and she gets eaten up, right? Yeah. She gets eaten and then her arm gets cut. And yeah, they like feed on her energy. Yeah, right. So do you have any kind of thoughts on how they that might play into the larger picture here? What, Why they're here and what they're doing? Yeah, unless they're like alien vampire. I don't know. I'm shaking my head so hard right now, guys. <laughs> right. Like there's, there's one route. It could be that their world, because they talked about the temporal earth's temporal. The rift or well, whatever. She, yeah, it got ripped. And so there was like. Oh my God, something ripped. Our world is dying from these M&M or whatever. We have to jump ship. <laughs> the M&Ms. Yeah, the M&Ms. The- <laughs> this image with the little like, M&Ms coming. <laughs> the M&M characters. That's not it. But you know what I mean. The the other aliens. Yes. They're killing the, the referum off. And our life force is not sustainable on this planet unless we eat and cultivate these people. So we're wanting to create this farm of slaves that we can eat off as we need to. And... Warden would be like going with his compromise. He'd be like a vegetarian version. I don't know. We're going to fall <laughs> in love and I'll let you feed off of me like Sookie Stackhouse style. I, I That one bothers me. I don't, I don't like that theory It's a little vampiric. Yeah. I just don't understand the appeal of vampirism. I just don't like, please don't bite me. Please don't eat me. I have enough century <laughs> issues it is, as it is. Like, I don't find that appealing or sexy at all. So, Okay. I guess that's a route, but personally, I don't want that route. Sure. I don't. I don't want to make that prediction. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then there's the other half of this, right? So we've got these aliens. They're chilling in Oxford inexplicably. And then the other part of this we've set up in the first three chapters is we've got Scion. Yeah, Scion. Right. So we've come away from it right now, but I will tell you that we are coming back. Yeah, we have to. Right. We have to. <laughs> right. So Cyan is literally built on the idea 
that clairvoyance is dangerous and clairvoyants are terrible people and we need to kill them. But the aliens need them. and Right. And the aliens have all the clairvoyant gifts. Right. All at the same time. Right. All or at, at least some of them do. At least the leaders do because they can like read. Right. Paige can read her powers. Right. Yeah. And she can see them. So how are we going to tie Scion back into the story? Uh, I think maybe it'll come back to like having a common enemy like the Eminem the Eminem I I think I think they're a bigger deal than what we've learned about so far mm. like I really think there's some sort of deal struck like Zion to me is like yeah they think clairvoyants are dangerous and just like the darkest mark or whatever Alexander Bracken one is the, minds yeah dark mind these people's powers appe- appeared some of them had them some people don't mm. the people who have them are in the minority like X-Men you know, it's the whole idea of gentrification and racism of these people with special superpowers, right? Like, it's in every comic book ever. Right. I think that's a very natural thing to have built up in the government because it's essentially systematic racism. However, when these powers were created, because humans are stupid, they didn't <laughs> know, like, what the otherworldly consequences would be of utilizing these powers. And that creates the rift and the break comes and these aliens and this new enemy, right? So I think Scion as a government entity ha- or this empire or whatever has to be like, fuck, we have these really dangerous dudes that only these aliens, clairvoyants can kill. And shit, they need to take care of that. So we're going to like strike a deal with them. So you think that Scion and the aliens are working together because of yeah, the bone the, season? Yeah, the bone season. Yeah, I think, but I think the M&M is their common problem okay. like i think what'll be interesting is maybe later in the series later in the series when the m&m are destroyed like what happens to the clash of power between scion and the aliens once the common enemy is gone mm. like that would be really interesting that civil war the destruction of that world as we know it i think right now though they're on the same side because it's all contingent upon this common enemy that they have okay all right so this is my last question they bring these clairvoyants in every 10 years if they have strong enough powers or whatever they train them to fight the eminem right yeah when they yeah when they come through yeah so if these aliens are so powerful why do they need these humans to fight their enemy i don't think they're as powerful as they're letting on like i think Mm. they're fucking flashy like we saw warden almost dying from an eminem right like i think it's a very big spectacle and i think the Oh, God, what is the phrase? I can't... Oh, it's like smoke and mirrors. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I think it's very smoke and mirrors. Like, I think they're powerful, right? They have power, but I also think there's not many of them. They're alien and they're foreign, and I think that that's scary to Scion. And, like, Scion is already scared of clairvoyance, Mm -hmm. so if, like, they can show some level of this clairvoyant power shit, and that's, like, really freaky to them, like, but I do not think they're as powerful as they say they are. I, which is, is what I think the uprising is going to work and they'll get people together. They're going to realize like it's not as threatening as scary. There's more of us than there is them type mm. bullshit. But it's going to be a bigger threat that stops them in their tracks and makes them realize that like why this system is in place to start with. Well, and if nothing else, once they escape the prison camp, like where are they going to go? Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> science is going to kill them. That's why. Like So so what I see, I see the potential. I see her setting this up for a long series. It makes total sense to me that she's world building. She's building it to collapse, right? Mm. Like the collapsing of this is going to come back to the books, not in one arc. It's going to come over a series of very detrimental, gritty, gross, hard to deal with shit. Because that's what happens in the destruction of a civilization. I, and I mean, I'm ready for it. Like, I think it's going to be fascinating. I also think I'm completely fucking wrong. <laughs> I just get this feeling that like this book... I, there are things in this book I haven't even considered. Because when she brought an alien, you had said aliens, I right? Did, like yeah. on the p- 
previous episode, you had said aliens. Like, I don't know if we were on mic or whatever, but I had talked about wanting to do Project Hail Mary for the next book. And then you were like, oh, no, there's aliens. And I was like, great. But then it's like some fantasy dystopian. Where the fuck do aliens come in? And then the aliens came in and now she's being caught by somebody. I, I just, and we still haven't even talked about her dad yeah. and the abilities and the scions and all that. I just, there's so much more to this that I don't even know. I feel like I got nothing in 100 pages. Yeah, you dive in a little bit to her history with her dad's work for Scion, right? And she went to like this best school. Yeah. So she was this very privileged person. And then somehow she ended up in a crime syndicate. Yeah, I mean, because of the Claire Florence, but, but we don't even know how the crime syndicates work. Like, we don't know who they're working for. I mean, there's, oh God, there's just so much. It's so vast. I mean, I'm taking shots in the dark just based on tropes and series and stuff, but... I also get the impression that this is very much the reason that this book is popular mm. and not the reason this book is good, but because it's not like many of the other things we've read. Like, that's the impression I'm getting, which makes really horrible fodder for this podcast. But I, we're <laughs> just, except, you know, we'll just laugh about how horrible it's it is. It's going to be a great review episode. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Well, so we recommend that you get on reading The Bone Season already because it's long as fuck. Thanks, Allison. <laughs> Um, it's fine. It's okay. I. It really is okay. If it wasn't good, I'd be more mad at you. Yeah, but it's it, but it's intriguing, and I think that I'm just gonna have to take it in chunks, though. Like I think it's gonna be a little bit harder than I'm used to. Like not sappy romances or even strange practice. Like it is deep. You know, I don't know. Strange practice was just kind of, eh, kind of cozy. Yeah, it was a little bit cozy. I mean, it, it still had its own version of aliens and destruction, so it's not like super cozy. Yeah, but this like, is not cozy. Yeah. So we recommend that you get on. Uh, this book, but what's her name? Is it Shannon? Samantha Shannon. Yes, thank you. Like, I was like, Shannon Hale? And I was like, no, she writes Persons of Black. No, no, no. You definitely need to read it. I'm excited that you brought this one to the table, Yay. though. Yeah, um, you kind of gave me skeptical eyes when I first told you my pick. I was, yes, yeah, scared a little bit, but it's good. <laughs> but I think it's interesting because it's so outside of our current reading mode. Yeah. And I remember it being excellent. Oh, the writer is, the writing is great. Like, as a writer, I have no complaints. Like, except it's kind of hard that you got to sit down and, like, read it. It's not something, it's something so dense. Like, that's the best word for it right now. It's not something that I can just, like, read a chapter in the bath. Like, yeah. I need to sit down and pay attention to this shit. It's, which is not a bad thing. Yeah, well, it's interesting because this book, um, it doesn't have an audio No, it doesn't! Um, we have to read it physically yeah, with our which eyeballs, is which is fine. It's not my normal mode, but that's okay. And so a book like this is worth it. It's totally worth it. So we hope you read it with us, and we are going to laugh in two weeks about how wrong I am. Yeah. <laughs> God, I'm so fucked. Okay, I'm Kales. And I'm Allison. Keep making novel predictions. Bye! Bye.